Welcome to Sewer 50's daily podcast on Sew Organized Style. And it's Thursday. A big sponsor shout out goes to our two podcast friends and sponsors. The Australian Sewing Guild, who has been our Monday Daily Series regular, is now a sponsor of Sew Organized Style podcast. Go to ozsew.org to check out the online workshops, sew alongs, skills library and more. Our second sponsor is Tatiana's School of Couture as she launches it online. Go to her website to see her new online sewing classes and patterns. Our guest today is one of South 50's stalwart and she's also a sewing friend. So let's welcome Sue Stoney. Hi Sue. Hi Maria, thank you for having me. I'm so pleased that you're here. <laughs> Oh, it's been such a long time since I've actually seen you. I was trying to think about that. I think it might have been 2015 when I came to Sydney and you took me shopping and we had a lovely day. It was such a fun day. Yes, I I do think it was 2015. You have really good fabric purchasing game. (laughs) You really do. (laughs) I do. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, look, I I had a really fun Saturday and it was really great to catch up with you. I think the last time when you were in Sydney was uh, around Sydney Frocktails. Sydney Frocktails and you were in New Zealand, so we couldn't catch up. Yes. Can you give our listeners a bit of a background of your sewing journey prior to Sew the 50? Well, like lots of people my age, my mum taught me to sew. Almost as long as I can remember, I've been sewing something. And in fact, I found a doll the other day that I had dressed in a silk hanky and secured with a safety pin. So clearly I didn't always sew. But mum started, I went to a boarding school. Well, in fact, in primary school, we I've got things that I made in primary school, smocked aprons, book bags, a needle case. And then when I went to boarding school, which was high school, they had a proper sewing program and we used hand cranked machines because we were young, 11. And then as we got older, we were allowed to use electric machines, but everything was very precise. We had to tack everything, proper tailor's tacks. Every step was checked. It was quite tedious, almost put me off. In England, mum taught me to sew and to knit and then I continued it at school really. And We actually even knitted in primary school. We knitted vests for babies in far-flung continents. Kept going at school, came here, kept sewing. And when I was a new university graduate, I had no money. I was newly married, no money. I made all my clothes. But then I had a break from it as my career developed. I didn't have time. Then I had children and went back to sewing big time, particularly for them. Then I had another break to further my career. And I restarted my sewing seven to eight years ago. And I actually haven't bought ready-to-wear for at least six years, possibly seven. Not one piece of ready-to-wear. So I've been going for a good while. I've been sewing for probably, I don't know, 60, 63 years maybe. And right from the start, you reused the silk hanky on the doll with a pin, <laughs> a safety pin. 
So you've been reusing for a long time. <laughs> yes, yes. So I've always dressed my dolls and I've still got a lot of those clothes that I knitted and I've mostly knitted. But I know that a few years ago, as you live in Perth in Western Australia, you were involved in a project sourcing local products. Yes, it was called One Year One Outfit and it was started by a woman called Nikki from This Is Moonlight is her blog, Nikki Taylor, and she's since moved to Melbourne. Her dream was that we would be able to create an entire outfit from only locally produced materials. So in Perth, that's pretty much wool and wood. We have no zip manufacturing or cotton manufacturing. So it was wool. I learned to felt. I learned to weave a little bit. I tried spinning with great failure. So I knitted, I wove, I felted and created three years worth of outfits. So I did an outfit a year for three years. And I'm still going on my last outfit, which has probably been on the books for three years, but I need to up my weaving game. I've got a loom, I'm just not very good at it. I think you forgot one piece that you did, one skill, which was woodwork, the shoes. My shoes. Those shoes. The shoes were so uncomfortable and so dangerous. They were made from she-oak, which is a West Australian wood. They took a lot of doing. It's quite a hard wood. It's not like pine, which is easy to sort of shave. These were hard. I looked like I had bandages on my feet because I used felted pieces to hold them on. Yeah. I've done a few talks in Perth on my one-year-one outfit adventures and everyone is most fascinated by the underwear, I have to tell you, because I've got a felt bra and knitted knickers with a felt gusset. Okay. <laughs> I understand the fascination. <laughs> I take it to places, do the talk, and at the end, everyone's fondling my underwear. I'm looking, really. But <laughs> Sue, you're a hit. <laughs> yeah, there we go. I know that we've both gone through blogging a lot of the time and now we've all moved over to Instagram and I was wondering from your perspective, how did you find the Sober 50 account and what's that done for your sewing journey? I still blog but much less regularly because of Instagram. I found the Sober 50 account because I was trying to think about this. I already followed Judith. Yes. And she invited me to the Sew Over 50 account. So I feel as though I've been there almost from day one. Uh, you know, not day one, but pretty close to. The Instagram has increased my group of friends, if you like. If I think about the Sew Over 50 account, it's a community of practice. So this, this takes me back to my work. That was one of the things I used to research. So it's a group of people who spontaneously come together with a common goal, common interest. They trust each other. They support each other. And that's the thing with So Over 50. It's all about support. You yes. never say nasty. We share our knowledge and our practice. It's a, it's a learning community. It's a teaching community. 
and it's a sharing community because we share our practice. There's a collective intelligence, which I think is lovely. It is. And it's definitely an educational group. I think there'd be almost nobody in the group who wouldn't say they hadn't learnt something from being in So Over 50. I think the only thing that surprises me is when I see the newly minted members, the ones who are excited because it's their 50th birthday. Think how young you are at 50. <laughs> there is definitely that youthful side to So Over 50. So yes, I've enjoyed So Over 50 enormously. So I know that you and I both do a bit of travel. And so would you like to let us know in your travels, if you've met any Sober 50 people? I have met so many. I almost don't know where to start. Sandy, sunny days, she came to Perth, so I met her in Perth. But last year, Mark and I did a big trip around the UK and, well, it was just delightful. We met Judith and Judith and her husband, in fact, invited us to stay with them in wow. Edinburgh. And which is, you know, where does that happen? It was just the most amazing time. So their generosity and hospitality will always remain with us. I've actually been putting up posts of all the other people I've met. I, I met Janet from So Dalriada in Scotland as well. I met Ali from Robin's Nest 1926. <laughs> I've got to remember all these tags. And Kim, the material lady, we've been trying to catch up every time I went to the UK. So it was lovely to meet her. Yes. And so Andrew, who yes. loved by all of us. I met him in London. And then also last year, we went to the States because our son lives there. And I was able to catch up with Hélène from H. Portmanteau. Yes. And I think I've seen her four years in a row. This will be the first year I haven't seen her. So she would either come to New York or we would go to Montreal. So last year we went to Montreal. And I also met, um, be still my beating heart, um, Blanca from Black and Blanca. Yes, so she lives out of New York and she came in to see me. And this year we were supposed to be going to Spain and I was going to meet sewing in Spain, Susie. But I don't think that'll happen this year. But truly, I have met, I've missed out so many people. I have met so many people on my travels. It's just been wonderful. So that was just last year. I also met Serendipity, Alex, in <laughs> London which was gorgeous. And I did try to catch up with Susan Young, but it, we just couldn't make it work. It's really difficult because my son came from New York to London and I've got a stepdaughter that lives in London, so I had to spend time with them. But it was, it's just been wonderful meeting all these people I never would have met. I have friends all over the world. Well, the other thing too is I was having a look at the messages that we were sending each other on my personal account and I think we just missed each other last year when you were in the UK and I was in the UK. We did. That's right. Because you caught up with Susan Young and went to the Victoria and Albert with her, I think. Yeah. And I think we missed each other by a day. Yeah. Because I don't think I knew you were going. So really, how sad is that? 
But yes, quite amazing. And look, I can remember being in Boston and being stopped in the street by a, a, a Perth sewist that I had never met who recognised me. And she was from Perth, I'm from Perth, and we were both in Boston. So you just kind of meet people all over the place. It's just so lovely, though. Yes, no, gorgeous. Yes, I'd forgotten that you'd been in London at the same time as me. And that was the So Over 50 thing that you were doing, was it? No, I was in the UK last year because I got the, I suppose you could call it the golden ticket to go to the garden party at Buckingham Palace that the Queen hosts three times a year. Yes, that was very good. Gosh, I remember being very impressed. I was impressed too. That would have been really something. (laughs) Yeah, so yes, no, I have met so many people and I hate to miss anybody out, and I probably have. But that was just last year on two trips, you know, just meeting those people was just glorious. And that's why I love following you on Instagram because you share those experiences, even though it's just a photo, but it really is quite heartwarming. It's just lovely to, yes. Well, I sort of like to acknowledge again, I showed some of them during May because it was a year since we'd met and it was just lovely to think about, oh, this time last year we were there and we were having a cup of tea and a laugh and now here we are not able to meet for a while. So that's why I showed last year's meetups. It was very good that you did that. There's more to come. I will be showing all of this last (laughs) meetups. Brilliant. Did you think that when the Sober 50 account started that it was going to become what it is today? I don't think anybody could really have foreseen Perhaps the speed of the growth is the thing that has stunned me. I I think you would think that over time it would gather some momentum, but it really took off, didn't it? And and, uh, uh, my hat comes off to Judith, Sandy and Susan for the work that they must have put in to making it so successful because a community of practice takes an enormous amount of work to sustain. And they could probably leave us all to our own devices but i think it's their input that keeps the momentum growing keeps you know there's always a little teachable moment that they use we're always learning something new they're full of encouragement and support for everyone it is just the most amazing i wish i was still teaching because i would talk about that i used to teach communities of practice at doctoral level and they were always a failure and it would just be nice now to, to show one that is a success. It's a living example and it's people who have their heart in what they're doing. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's no money is made, so it's not, not commercialised in any way. And I think that's the other thing about it, the fact that it, nobody is trying to make money from it which does annoy people when that happens. It is just the most amazing community and I'm so pleased I'm part of it. And they don't kick you out when you turn 60. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's good to know. I have to bear that in mind. 
<laughs> oh, look, I've learned so much from Sandy when it comes to Instagram and she's been really patient with me as I've been learning and, you know, the posts that she puts up or that they put up that give us the knowledge on how to use social media and in this case Instagram is really useful and it keeps us together. Those posts are a lot of work and we have to acknowledge how much work it takes to do those posts. Just the, the way they think about what we need. Mm. Uh, so, you know, sometimes I know what they're talking about already. Other times there's always something you can learn from it. But other terms I think, oh, I didn't know that. And it's just really good the amount of work they've put, put in, all of them. And I have to to them. And their guest editors too, who I won't name, but there's lots of them. I mean, I've seen Sandy in action when I went to Frocktails last year in Brisbane and she was she was everywhere yeah. um, and she was on top of it all and getting us all together, making sure that we were all in the photo and making sure that there were people who were, should have been in the photo. Like it was just, yeah, she's just got so much energy and the whole team has so much energy. So, you know, they're quite driven. But as I said, it's an enormous job and they're doing it because they love it. And because of that, we all love it too. The, the Sew Over 50 group is a very special sewing group, I think. From what I've seen in the last six months, because we've all gone through managing our lives with this pandemic, just how supportive the group has been. It's, it's truly amazing. And when yep. people fall off the radar for a few days, I know that they all get contacted by a concerned follower saying, are you all right? Is everything okay? because they report that that's what's happened. Mm. And I've done it myself. I've DM'd somebody to say, I haven't heard from you for a while. Are you, is everything okay? And isn't that just the, the most wonderful thing about the whole group? It is. It's the sort of loveliness that never gets reported in the press, but, hey, we're the ones who are benefiting. Absolutely. And, and to anybody who's over 50 and not in the group as a sewist, you know, they don't know what they're missing, really. And so what's your advice to people who are thinking of following the Sober 50 account? Oh, I wouldn't hesitate. Yeah. Even, even if you follow it for a while and just see how the land lays. But truly, all the little challenges they have, the competitions they have, the sort of the spontaneous fun that you have doing some of them, it's just marvellous. And it is spontaneous and it's quite uplifting. Yes, it, it is a way of seeing people spontaneously come together. And whether you join in or not, doesn't matter. It's watching it happen. If you follow the Sew Over 50 hashtag, then you can see what everyone is up to. And if you haven't got time to look properly, well, that's fine. Everyone understands. But it is, it's the highlight of my day. And look, it's the other lovely part is, we live in a different time zone to other people who are following. Doesn't mean you can't keep in contact and it's wonderful for your mental health. Actually, I sew too much and I have too many clothes and I'm the first to admit it. For me, it's a way of maintaining my sanity. I am never bored. I am never lonely, ever. I know that any morning if I got up and I thought, oh, I've got nothing to do today, I could drift into my sewing room and do something. There is no day when I, didn't, I don't feel like getting out of bed. Lots of people who are retired sort of retire to the armchair, which I think is a terrible shame. 
And really, over 50 is the best time of your life. For many people, their children have become independent or on the way to. You probably have more disposable income. You might have more time. Certainly, it's a really good time of your life. And yet, people seem to hate getting there. Actually, I didn't enjoy getting there. I had a bit of a freak out at 50. But, you know, I'm headed to 70 now. I I honestly don't even feel like I'm over 40. You know, I don't feel any different. You've got that ball of energy behind you all the time. So age really isn't a factor other than your body. Age is only important when you're a cheese. Isn't that what they say? (laughs) Red wine. (laughs) Sorry, I've gone off on a tangent. Or a tree. The only other thing I would say about that, so over 50, and it probably, it's not a negative, but it does make me think sometimes they are a big bunch of enablers, are they not? (laughs) Everybody's putting up their fabric and their patterns and we're all going, oh, yes, I want that one. It's the next new shiny thing. So it's not a negative, but it does make me laugh sometimes. It's a very important aspect. Yes, well, exactly. I think before I joined Instagram and maybe blogging, my knowledge of patterns was very limited to what was in Spotlight. And I'd never heard of an indie pattern maker. And now, of course, I never buy really any of the big four patterns Mm. because I don't actually ever go to Spotlight anymore. I really like to look at the indie pattern makers and support their business And, of course, so over 50 just enables that brilliantly. And so when it comes to indie pattern designers, haven't you been featured in some promotions for one? That's Sarah from Pattern Union. She really only uses mature models. But I sometimes go to her and we'll pre-test a pattern. So before she even puts it out for pattern making, Because our bodies are so different, she has a disgustingly small waist and I have a disgustingly big one. So (laughs) if it sort of looks good on both of us, she knows that it's probably going to work in the market because, as I say, we're quite opposite. I have a big top, if you like, and narrow hips. She has a tiny top, tiny waist and bigger hips. So very different bodies. So it's lovely. I often have the patterns. In fact, one we did a couple of weeks ago, she hasn't even finished grading that pattern. And I already have two versions of it, which is such fun. And then when she publishes her pattern, she will use some of the models of people who are pattern testers. And they're usually, some of them are mature age, which is great. I mean, it's just wonderful that you're actually part of the pattern design process, the pattern making process. Yeah, I can say to her, I don't like this pocket or I don't think this will suit people. some people or mature women like to cover their arms. You know, she's got lovely arms, so she doesn't think about that. She's not 50 yet. She's under 50. So there's just little things like that that when you're young youngish you don't really think about mature women don't like having super skin tight things or 
bare arms or whatever. Yeah. You know? so it is quite good. Sometimes I feel as though I've contributed to a pattern. Not always, but it is a lovely feeling. I'm really pleased that she's got you involved. She is a proper trained pattern maker. So her patterns are nice to make and she's always open to suggestions. So it's good. And she was a commercial sewist. So she knows, she never uses pins and things like that. She knows all the shortcuts. So I have to train her. I have to say, people will want to stay stitch this neckline. (laughs) She doesn't stay stitch. Oh, if you're a commercial sewer, you just sew. You just It's all about getting it done quickly. She made wedding dresses and things for years. So she she knows how to fit. She knows how to make things look good. But yes, interesting. It's a it's been a fun thing to do. So you've had such a great sewing journey, life experiences, and you're still so involved in the sewing community as well as as you said with indie pattern designers so thank you so much for coming on to so organized style today oh marie it's been an absolute pleasure i have loved it thank you listeners i hope that you feel as inspired as i am after speaking to sue so have a lovely day bye thank you maria